Hey guys, this is me. Did you move today? A tu bože aujourd'hui? Jate me chiste hoje. I vos te moviste ahora. Welcome to the Did You Move Today episode. In this episode, I have Makim as my guest. And without further ado, let's begin. Hello. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm very excited to have you here. Thanks, I'm uh, happy to be here. No, thank you. So for all the listeners, I have Makim as my uh, guest today. Am I pronouncing this right? I just want to make sure that I am. Yes, it's Makim. Makim. Mm-hmm. Uh, last name Kirtan, right? Yes. Yes. Makiam Kirtan. So um, she's a personal trainer and fitness instructor. She does what she does because she loves helping other other people meet their goals. Also because she loves how fitness is a self-awareness journey. Uh, fitness, according to Makiam, fitness forces you to hold yourself accountable mentally, physically, and spiritually. So, again, I'm very excited to have you here because for so many reasons, but also because I've taken your classes before. Yeah. And I do enjoy going to classes very early in the morning. Um, and, yeah, you, you're, you know, you, you motivate me. And so, I, I'm, I'm, again, I'm very, very happy to have you here. So, if you can, you know, take me to your movement journey, how, how, did, how did, when did this start it? When did everything start? Well, I've kind of always had an interest in fitness. Um, I played sports when I was younger, so I was always kind of active, but I think I kind of got away from that as I got older. I would say about a couple years ago when I had a concussion, I think that was kind of my aha moment to where I need to stop what I'm doing right now mm-hmm. and really find purpose in my life and really pursue the things that I want to do. Um, because I was something that was really monumental to me and infected myself and my family. And I was like, I just need to stop and take a step back and really evaluate things and really pursue fitness and something that I've always wanted. So I, um, got in, got a personal trainer cause I was like, I really need to get in shape again and find myself because I think of course, like all women and people, men too, um, go through an, um, a period in their life where they don't feel their best or their strongest, even mentally. And I feel like when I finally sought out personal training, it was for me to really validate myself and how I was feeling. So I did that. And then I had the opportunity. I did a personal training at the gym that I am in now. Um, I had a trainer there and he kind of coached me. I told him what my interests were, was, and then um, he kind of helped me understand you know, how the body moves as well. And then also helped me to be comfortable with myself too. So after I started that kind of path, it snowballed. I was able given the opportunity to do classes at Lincoln Park. And I got a few clients that way too. And then I also was training friends. So it really just helped get the ball rolling, I think, um, into getting my foot in the door into fitness. Wow, that's uh, first, I didn't know about the concussion. Yeah, um, yeah. Which I think, you know, that's amazing that you took that into something great, if that, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, yeah, thank you. And, and yeah, was it was, it was a ahead. lot. Yeah, it was, a, it was like a, it was a rough time in that period. And I think 
a lot of people see things like a concussion for me was just like a mental reset. Like I knew it was something that I didn't want to look at it as a setback. I wanted to look at it as something that put things into perspective. And, you know, for me, Mm -hmm. so I can find motivation within that instead of looking at something to kind of bring me down, you know? Yeah, that that's, that's powerful right there. Because I think, um, I was actually listening to a, listening to a podcast um, mm-hmm. the other day, and this guy, I cannot remember his name, but he was just mentioning how it's not about, and I think we've, we've all heard this quote before, that it's not about what happened to you mm-hmm. in the past or what happens to you, but it's about how you take that. Yeah. So that that is, like, super powerful. Now, I also know that when before before um, teaching and doing personal training, you're also working in an office. You had an office job. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I don't know I if was... like most of the listeners, um, I, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm just like assuming right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Some of them have a nine to five job. Yeah. What's your... Like, how did you change that nine to five into what you have right now? Well, it was definitely a difficult time. It was very stressful um, because I was working both the jobs. I was waking up super early to train. Then I would hit the um, gym job and then I would go to my nine to five. And me, I'm not typically a nine to five person. Um, so it was tough working both jobs until I finally made that, you know, transition. I felt like fitness could sustain, you know, my income. And then that's when I made the leap, but I feel like for everyone that is working a nine to five and that works for them, I think you should still look at and find ways to connect with your body too, because it's so easy to fall into like a pattern of kind of being like a robot behind the computer you know, and you're not really connected with everything. And I think by you finding some sort of outlet or something to connect you with yourself will help you to, to even become better at that job or feel better at that job too, um, in connection with that. Yeah. I love what, what you just mentioned about, um, trying to connect, even if you're working nine to five. Yeah. And like, this is, this has happened, um, recently, and I told you about this, but um, like something that I really love about podcasts and, and my podcast is that I can just say whatever I want. Yeah. And well, that's what I try to do with my social media is just be who I am, you know, like I'm not no BS here. Um, and I, you know, it's funny how like for so many, like, I guess three years um, before this job, I had another job. Before, like, for three years, I was always like sitting down in front mm-hmm. of my computer, not moving because I was like, oh my God, it's going to be like if I'm the awkward person, like stretching and trying to move. And then, like, someday, one day it just clicked. And I'm like, no, no kidding. Like, I'm in yeah. front of the computer. I have to move. And I just like, I, it became a, a priority and something that I do. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like, I have to. Even if I look very weird, I will do it. I yeah, because you have to do it. You have to do what makes your body or yourself feels good. Because I was the same way in my office job. I couldn't sit for long periods of time. So I would just find myself standing 
or I would find like desk stretches to do while I was at my desk to try to open up and just feel mobile because it's so easy to feel so tight and cramped you know in that space and I'm and I'm grateful for people like you because you are one of those reasons that I'm like okay it's on Monday that I'm gonna go ahead and take her class yeah or it's on Thursday that I'm gonna go ahead and take her class or it's on you know Tuesday because Mm -hmm. it it keeps me going it makes me feel better and I'm sure like a lot of people uh feel that way uh, with you and, uh, personal trainers and coaches. Um, the next question is what should I eat? And I know I, I, I'm assuming that if you have, when you have your clients, I'm assuming that that's um, something that, that uh, might be a question that, uh, that, that they ask you. So, so yeah, that's a, That's a very common question that I get, and I mostly tell my clients before, I'm not really one that goes right into, we need to take stuff away, we need to, you know, take out carbs, or we need to take out all the sweets, we need to, I like to start the approach of, okay, what is functional for you in your day-to-day? Like, if you're traveling all the time, how does the food make you feel? Like, I tell them to eat. And now I want you to start looking at food on based on how it makes you feel as opposed to, you know, oh, I shouldn't be eating this or I'm going to be so fat. Like, let's change the language around that and see how it makes you feel. Um, Because I'm not one that tells people to just cut things out completely because I know I'm not that way, too. I know I have certain dietary restrictions, of course, but I started to look at how the food makes me feel. And when I, and how am I feeling while I'm eating the food? Mm-hmm. Um, am I picking this up because I'm bored? Am I picking this up because I'm actually hungry? Or am I sad? Am I happy? Am I angry? Like, I'm really looking at, like, my relationship with food and not just, you know, saying I need to cut this so I can lose the next 10 pounds, you know? Yeah. Um, so I definitely would tell my clients to eat whole foods, happy foods. Like if you are hungry, don't go for the chips necessarily. Don't go for the donut. What's going to be more filling to me? You know, if I load it with sugar, I know that's just going to go through me. That's just how my body works. Um, and that's how many bodies work. So I would look at whole foods, protein, different things like that to see how it makes you feel and go towards that. And I look at macros. I know you might hear that a lot, but I look at how starches, fats, and your um, protein kind of affects you. So I would say play with that to see how you feel throughout your day. Um, And counting calories, too, if you're in a specific part. Just to count them, don't become so um, hung up on I have to hit this number or I have to get this number. But just see, like, what your day-to-day intake is and where you can make adjustments to help how you feel. That's mostly how I lead with that. Now, when you, you mentioned whole foods, mm-hmm. can you give us a couple of examples of what, what's whole foods? Because I'm sure like, yeah, you know, if someone else is listening and they don't like that person doesn't know about it, it will be very cool. To so say, I'm saying oh, like foods? Fruits, vegetables, um, if you're a meat eater, what t- how the meat is cooked, um, less oil, um, baked, stir-fried is usually really good. Um, 
nuts I do don't go overboard but I say incorporate that you can get Mm -hmm. your dairy in as well depending on if that works for you too like um, light cheeses um, things that are less processed not extremely processed but go for the ones that are typically whole and healthier not like American cheese you know what I mean or the slice like go for something that's a little bit more fresh um what else would I say yogurt too is a good one Greek yogurt Um, nothing that's loaded with a ton of sugar you want to try to control that a little bit too but what I found you know it just depends on the body sometimes cutting out sugar completely or extremely lessening it is not great for you you just don't want to go towards extremely processed sugar things that are naturally sweetened like with honey um things like that great now another question uh within Mm -hmm. so should should i only do high intensity interval training should i only do cardio um I honestly, I'm a firm believer in figuring out what works for you. And also, I think uh, to see how dynamic the body can become, because you I just you don't have to just focus on one aspect, because one thing after so long, your body gets used to that. It's not necessarily working for you. You hit a slump. I say explore your body. You have this wonderful gift that's been given to you to last you years you know what I mean and if you don't have that many years let's spend the most that we can trying to figure out how it works so I say incorporate things like I I like strength training a lot as you know of course Mm -hmm. but I like to incorporate yoga mobility exercising stretching strengthening um, learning stability exercises as well to help with my joints to help with how muscles connect with each other because it's only going to get you better, let's say, if your goal is to lift or to get yoga. Like, that's only going to um, improve you and help you reach your goal. So I'd say don't just be one-dimensional. Like, look at the whole thing. Great. Great. Um, now, okay, I'm going to give you a scenario here. Uh-huh. So it could be, you know, a couple. There is a couple, um, the, the, let's say that it's just a, um, a woman, a guy and a girl. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the girl works, she works out so much, but so Mm -hmm. much, she loves to work out. Mm -hmm. The, the guy doesn't like to work out at all. all. Okay. Zero. Okay. How to get started when you're not into working out. And how to deal with your partner if your partner is not into working out? I would definitely, I would say this, um, figure out what kind of motivates them and why they feel like they haven't been active for a while and try to do things one step at a time. Because being active, you have to figure out what that means for them. And not everyone has the same definition. So if that means, you know, the really active partner just taking their other partner out that does not like to exercise, going on walks, say, hey, like 30 minutes a day or 20 minutes, let's just walk around the neighborhood. Just get them moving. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Find them functional exercises to help them get through their day instead of um, like to, you know, invigorate them 
produce more energy within them, make them feel more um, complete in that way in their day to day, instead of focused on how can I get them to do what I'm doing? Because I think in a relationship and anything that doesn't necessarily work, let's try to work with them and figure out what it means to them, movement means to them, instead of focused on trying to get them to do exactly what they do. And then I think, yeah, I think that's how I would approach that too. Um, I wouldn't try to force something onto someone because then you get pushback, you get resentment. It's like it snowballs. So I think just trying to work with them and how they feel. What are the challenges that people, you know, that personal trainers, first, what are the biggest challenges that your clients face? I would say consistency and excuses, of course. I would say that's the huge thing um getting them to do it on their own because they say they're busy they say they have other things going on and I feel like their lack of consistency with themselves might stem from someone not being consistent and always there for them constantly to let them know um, what they need and that you're there for them so I think as a personal trainer if you can constantly be there to motivate your clients and like send them a text or send them something saying, Hey, you know, there's classes or this, there's this other fitness thing that you can do today. Let's try to make that. Or I don't know, just find different ways to change how they think, tell them to walk more or tell them how they can fit it in instead of them just telling them to do it. You know, I think that's something that you, you can, you know, people can learn from and work with to be a little bit more caring with their clients and figuring out how you can, squeeze it into their schedule instead of them just coming up with an excuse because that's a huge one for sure but you just have to stay on them and be patient with them and I think they will of course they eventually do more great and what are the what are the you know when you first start when you first start working with a client Mm -hmm. what are those things that they that the the client uh, tells you like I'm looking to lose weight I'm looking this I'm looking that does it ever get to the point that mentally or they have like lack of self-esteem or something? Of course, all the time. It's always a battle within that um, when they're working out and when they're doing things. Um, self-esteem is a huge part in that. I try to remove the language of I'm fat or I wish I looked the way that I did before. And um that's just, that's not necessarily how the body works. You, you know, you change with it, it changes. And sometimes you don't necessarily catch up with that. And I think starting to base fitness on how you feel as opposed to how you look kind of changes that. Um, Cause I ask my clients instead, how do you feel though? You know, I know you're, you see this image, but how do you feel? Like I would gave you these workouts from the beginning, you know, we were testing your boundaries and this is something you weren't able to do before, but hey, look, you're doing push-ups. Hey, look, you're deadlifting now or you're squatting now with a barbell. Like these are something that you have improved up before. So don't take credit away from your body when you've made so much progress. And I think that negative energy and that hate talk, you know, to yourself takes away from what your body just did for you, you know, and what it will continue to do for you. And I think you need to focus on the appreciation instead of focusing on, I need to lose these 10 pounds. 
you know, you should be ultimately looking for your health, so to speak, instead of how you look, I think. Yeah, no, and I totally agree with that. I mean, I know I mentioned this to you before, but maybe never in the podcast, how Mm -hmm. movement for me was kind of, it became like a coping mechanism when I was young. Uh, because yeah. I went through bullying in high school. And I can remember at 15 years old, leaving the gym, like after working out, and I was just like feeling the best, mm-hmm. you know, just yeah. feeling very um, excited and that I was able to accomplish anything. Yeah. So I think that's something that, that working out or movement has um, – that helps everyone really. Yeah, absolutely. Cause that's like how I feel when I'm working with clients. Like that's what makes me feel happy. I think. Um, and I think that makes them feel happy is when they're working out and they tried something new that they haven't done before. They didn't think they could do and they can do it now. And we take them back to the beginning to where they are now. And then they're like, yeah, I feel really good. Or I feel strong actually now, or I actually feel my muscles working or I have a better connection with my body. And I think that's more meaningful than, yeah, I got my client to lose those 10 pounds. I mean, that's great too. You know, it's great to have success stories and everything, but I think the deeper connection is once you can connect your mind to your body and feel, you know, really feel connected to it. I think that's the most success. And I think when I feel the most excited for my clients is when they notice something like that. Now, what are the challenges that personal trainers face in the fitness industry? What would you say? Uh, Definitely fads, fitness fads, um, myths, what's the new hottest workout or, you know, calorie blast in 10 minutes, you know, that type of thing or the Mm -hmm. really popular thing as the keto diet. Yeah. Um, people thinking that you can eat any fat, higher fat intake, and that will make a change in my body. Um, what else? I think it's mostly that. And then also other trainers can make it complicated for you, too. Um, and like other not helpful? Pro- not helpful? Yeah, like when they're not helpful or when they're not really listening to their clients or when you're trying to get advice and they're not exactly open. I feel like fitness and the human body should be like an open book for everyone. So if you have the opportunity to learn from anyone, um, I think you should do it too. But I think that's one of the biggest challenges in fitness um, is just getting through with other trainers and their philosophy. Everyone has something different and they think that works. And I think we should just have more of an open mind too with each other and then really be honest with people and their body and not try to pressure them into do this quick fix because there really is no quick fit fix to anything. Mm-hmm. Everything takes time, patience, and, you know, dedication and work. And you're going to have times where you're feeling defeated, of course. Um, but I think that's just the process. It's something you have to continue to work through. Yeah. Now, how do you deal with teaching so much? Um, I enjoy it. I like teaching a lot. Um, I like meeting new people. Um, I am more of an introvert. 
So it definitely is important for me to take time for myself and to have those quiet moments where I just come home and I don't watch TV. I don't do anything. I just, I'm in silence for a while. Um, meditation and things I think that's how I kind of cope with it because I'm not naturally an extroverted person um, where I'm just at a hundred all the time and I think I'm kind of a calmer instructor anyway too I don't think I'm um, extremely high energy but I think I have my own style that works for me but I think it's just important to take that time for yourself and I would say that's kind of like the main thing of how I can deal with doing those many classes and then meeting with clients too afterwards, just taking that time for myself. That's something that I really, um, that I meant to tell you the other day. It's, I um, did a podcast with, um, with Carrie Pokorny. She's also (laughs) an introvert and, and you know me, so I'm also that. Um, Yeah. And it's just like awesome. She said it's about finding your voice. Yeah. So it's about not trying. I mean, at least for me, this is how I took it. Uh, mm-hmm. About not trying because you know, there's like I work in an open space and I'm always with a lot of people for at least eight yeah. hours of my day. So it's like I am basically kind of forced to talk to everyone and it's not that I don't like Mm -hmm. to talk to people but at the same time sometimes I have I need time for myself and so she was saying she's a yoga instructor she was saying how everything made sense to her when she became her yes and that was just like oh no that's amazing Mm -hmm. that's amazing it's amazing because I, I found myself when I was when I you know when I started to teaching teaching yoga and I'm still trying to figure out figure that mm-hmm. out um how sometimes I was imitating some of my teachers mm-hmm. and I was like mm, of course I'm doing that because they were my mentors but at the same time eventually it's time to be the person that I am it's yes. time to move and if I'm working it's time to be myself and start a move it's time for me to say hey I need some time for myself you know yeah. and so that's something that I really love about you that you're very authentic it's just like very authentic and so yeah. rather than trying to quote unquote fake something mm-hmm. that does not feel comfortable yeah because I think I felt the most insecure I felt the most anxiety Because I got that ever since I was a kid growing up in school, you know, Mm -hmm. you're so quiet, you don't talk, you're this and you're that. And um, I think I was just very blunt and frank when I was with around people. So um, for me to fake it or to pretend like I like something, I always felt like, you know, why should we pretend? Let's be okay with how we are. And it took me a very long time to be okay with how I was. And I'm still working on that. But I think um, you'll be surprised at the people that are actually okay with you and that it's just something that you feel more anxiety to by thinking that you have to be someone else or you're still trying to figure out you. So you try to get by by imitating something. But when you strip all that back, you know, you just really need to 
you just need to figure out what works for you and be okay with that. And people will accept it. And if they don't, they don't, you know, but mm-hmm. you know, who cares about that? But it's about how you feel. And if it's exhausting you to be something else, then I say, don't do that. And I feel like people will pick up on that too. If it's not really who you are, they're going to know too, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's important for you just to continue to figure out your style and be okay with your style. And if it's not for that person that's taking your class or just in life general, then, you know, the universe or whoever will find a way to work them out of the situation. They don't have to be there, but as long as you're staying true to you, then that's all that matters. Great. And that's an, I think that's an awesome, that's an awesome advice for any uh, dancer or yeah. anyone that deals with the body in general, like everyone period. Yeah. I think that's just like pretty. Yeah. Cause we're going to deal with rejection all the time. You know, it's something that's constant and you kind of have to say, okay, this isn't, wasn't meant for me right now, but I know something else is. And that's definitely easier said than done. Um, but you just have to stay focused on it as much as you can. Now I have two questions and I think it's one question in two parts. Um, the first, my first question, the first thing that I'm thinking right now is, are you aligned with yourself in tune with yourself, with your body, with your words every time that you teach? Um, and I can give you an example for that, uh-huh. meaning I know that I can go to, you know, so for example, I can go and teach at one of this super big, fancy gym mm-hmm. and I have to act a certain way. Yes. That's my first, that's kind of an example. I hope that that helps. If not, let me know. Um, Would you accept that? Or would you think about it, about that twice? Because it means that you have to wear a specific pair of leggings, a specific this, a specific that, and you have to act sometimes, I guess, this quote unquote snobby way. Mm Mm-hmm and more extroverted and be that way and then Um, honestly how I feel now and how I am right now and like the kind of path that I'm working on with myself I would feel like that would be not authentic to who I am if I'm in a uniform if I'm put in a box if I'm told that I have to do those things because I mean in society we're put in a box all the time and I have the, and I chose this career and this career chose me and this is my option in my career, I wouldn't try to pigeonhole myself to just do it for the money or do it for, you know, to have for the sake of having a bigger class. I'd rather make a genuine connection with that person um, and build true rapport with them and myself. I don't think I would feel aligned with myself or my path if I chose to fake it or pretend to be something that I'm not completely, you know, I feel like in my youth, I felt like I had to conform a lot. And as being, you know, coming into an adult in womanhood, I don't really think that I would want to 
conform in that way again especially not for a long period of time you know what I mean like that can be exhausting to your mental state as well you know well I I love the answer yeah (laughs) I love the answer uh because I know how you know as teachers sometimes I'm not you know you know that I'm not a personal trainer but I mean as the instructor or dance teacher sometimes you know I get opportunities to do things that are I guess bigger and mm-hmm. it's like it's which is awesome you know I always yeah. everything as wow this is awesome I hope that the universe keeps bringing or giving opportunities but at mm-hmm. the same time there's also boundaries I think now yes. for me to be like okay this is that aligned with what I do mm-hmm. am I able to do this there am I mm-hmm. able to speak my mother tongue there am I yes. able to be yeah am I able to this am I able to that should I post yeah. that thing? It doesn't really go with me. So, like, mm-hmm. I really love your answer. Because I know, like, we're people from different cultures and aspects, too. And I feel like that plays a part in it as well. Like, we're naturally put into a box and restricted. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if we have that option in our day-to-day lives not to be restricted, then we should take that opportunity, you know? Yeah. 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 Now, um, I think being a personal trainer, mm-hmm. uh, being a teacher, a group fitness instructor, being a yoga instructor, a dancer, mm-hmm. a coach, it's very humbling. It's a very humbling experience. Um, I've had times where I'm at class and like where I throw a workshop and I'm like one person showed up or zero people mm-hmm. showed up and I'm just like, oh, was it me? Was it the yeah. marketing? Was it the place where I was? Was it the time? What was it? Yeah. And I found like not a lot of people talk about this um, on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes you can have 15K or 70K followers. Yeah. Or 30,000 likes. Yeah. But no one in class. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or like, no one in class and so I think like that's super like it's a very humbling experience that happened to me when was that last week Mm -hmm. yeah I did a workshop and one people showed up that was my best friend and Mm -hmm. so he's like you know at the end of the class I'm like I wonder if it was the time if it was this if it was that if it was this you know just kept asking myself all these questions and I'm like am I doing something wrong am I you know and of course, my best friend goes like, no, you're awesome. Keep yeah. going. I love your class. Yeah. Maybe, you know, like trying to give me like some feedback. And then I've had, you know, times where I'm just like, I, that I'm like, I was going to teach at this like awesome place and like no one showed up. And I'm like, was it me? Was it time? Like, yeah. what was it? I feel it? like that's a natural reaction though, when anything doesn't go exactly right to ask, like, was it me? Was it that? And I mean, sometimes, and I think a lot of times, it has really nothing to do with you. Um, it, it might be a marketing, it might be um, the time of the class, or it might just be like a, a nice day outside, you know how Chicago is and whatever, it's great weather, everyone wants to be out. So I don't know, it just depends. I say don't blame yourself, like you did everything that you needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just look forward to the next class you have or the next event and just kill that like you were going to kill the one that you 
we're in, you know, I just, I don't know. It's easy to be like, oh, was it me? Because I have those days where I'm like that too. But a lot of times it has nothing to do with you and you just look forward to the next day and just make sure your energy is right for that next class or next event that you have going on and just keep moving through. But yeah. It's, it's, uh, it, uh, it's, but it's easy. Yeah. It's easy to do. Yeah, no. And it's, and it's, uh, I, it's funny because I've heard a lot of people that now are super famous and they're like, when I started, I had one person or, yeah, yeah. Or one of my friends the other day, she posted, oh, this, I had eight people in my class. It was a, Uh And she's like, and it's the most that I've ever had in like yeah. a couple of years. And I'm super happy for that. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, I love what you just posted. I literally took my time and wrote her. I'm like, I really love that post because that was so bold and so honest. And I don't yes. see a lot of those kind of posts. Yeah, it's very true. I think because people are so... Um, caught up in how many can I have how much of this or do I seem like I'm doing well it's well is based on a number yes and again it's not based on how you feel um, how the person feels when they leave your class or whatever you're promoting or doing you're so focused on how much you have instead of you know the quality of what you have so I mean, and you know, at Lincoln Park, too, at the gym, it's always small groups, too. Mm -hmm. But I feel like with that, I can learn more from a smaller group than I do a larger one. I feel like I can't get through the room or I can't make sure everyone is doing things properly because we have to move on to the next thing. Or um, it's good attention to figure out how the person works and if they feel like they can ask you questions or get to know that you know, build that connection too with their body more. I feel like I like being more hands-on when it's a smaller group as opposed to like a larger number and you can't make, you know, you can't connect with each and every person too. I feel like that runs into more like a high turnover rate for you instead of building like longevity and a connection and learning more. Cause I feel like I learn more when it's smaller than when it's bigger. This is awesome. I think it's it's awesome uh, for the dancers and any like movers, coaches, um, personal trainers out there. Let's all try to find our voice and mm-hmm. try to be vulnerable, I guess. Yeah, I agree. And bold and connect with everyone. Now, yeah. I have uh, two more questions for you. Mm-hmm. The first question is, did you move today? Yes, I did. I worked on, I think I worked shoulders and back today. And I focused on shoulder stability too. I'm really working hard on that um, and mobility in my shoulders because they're always tight or a little weird. I used to play volleyball. So it's a strenuous on the shoulders, um, especially my right side because I'm right-handed. So I'm just working through that and um getting trying to improve and get better at that so I can continue to do other things but I did that I walked a ton and I did some light stretching too before I started the podcast so yeah great awesome um now what's movement for you I say that movement is the ability to connect 
the mind and body together as long as your spirit as well as your spirit um I feel like there's no limit to movement it can mean anything for anyone else um physically mentally your journey um yeah I think movement can mean so many different things great awesome now how can we connect with you on social media yeah, so um, it's Makiem Kasamba. So it's M-A-K-E-I-M. And I think it's a space like underscore K-E-S-O-M-B-A. That's how you connect to me um, through social media. Uh, and yeah, that's it for the most part. I'm not really huge in that kind of connection. I like connecting with people physically. Like I like social media and everything, the platform that it provides, but I'm really into like personal connection, meeting people face to face that way too. Great. Um, and I'm, I'm going to make sure to put, to add your um, username on the description. Yeah. Yeah. So just so that if you're listening to the podcast, know that I will add that username there. Um, is there any, anything that you would like to share um, with the movers out there, the humans, with anyone? Um, let's see. I don't know. I'm just open to connecting with different people and different styles. Um, also, I do other things. My sister and I were working on kind of a jewelry line with crystal gems because um, mm-hmm. I'm really big into like energy and how that affects you. Um, so we're starting on that, like, because you would always see me wear like a crystal necklace of some yeah, yeah. sort. Yeah. So we're starting to like play with different style types. So be on the lookout for that. I will, of course, you'll know on my social media and everything like that when we have things up and running because we're just testing different ideas and designing now. But yeah, they're all going to be handmade. So, wow. so keep yeah. me posted on that. Keep yeah, it. I will. Sure. I will. I plan on making a few things. So if you're ever in class and you stop by, like I'll show you. Like Perfect. what I made and stuff yeah, like that too. I will yeah. be I will be interested. I am interested. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I want to acknowledge you for all the things that you do. Um, because I think that you know, I I honestly we I feel like we connected. Uh, yeah, I feel like from that too. The moment that I started to take, you know, your classes. Um, again, you're very calm and authentic and I really, really appreciate that. Um, and, and yeah, so thank you very much for, for being my teacher at 6am and I really appreciate (laughs) that. Well, thank you for helping me too. Like I've taken your yoga classes too and been to one of your events and I really appreciate you too. And thank you for this opportunity as well for including me in on your podcast. I really had a great time. Um, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. All right, guys, if you haven't moved today, you still have a couple of hours and thanks and I'll see you in the next episode.